Hello and welcome to the Spectator's Americano podcast, a special series of discussions about the biggest political event of this year, the 2016 US presidential election. My name's Freddie Gray and I'm deputy editor of The Spectator. And today we're going to be talking about betting on the presidential election. Um, I'm joined by Matthew Shaddock, who's head of political odds at Labrooks, and Kathleen Brooks, who's a research director at City Index, a spread betting company. Matthew, I think I'll come to you first. Uh, first, how much interest has there been in this US presidential election compared to, say, a British general election? Pretty big, yeah. I mean, I think this is going to be probably bigger than the general election last year in terms of amounts of money we take. Partly it's because Donald Trump's in the race, right? I mean, if we'd had a normal Republican candidate, I don't know, Rubio or someone, I think there would have been a lot less interest. But this could be bigger than the general election, could be bigger than the referendum earlier this year, which was the biggest political betting event we'd ever traded. And what's your position? Are you, are you dreading a Trump win? I mean, will that mean you have to pay out huge amounts? Of yeah, money? we're cheering on Hillary big time. Um, we were 150 to 1 on Trump back in June last year when he declared. Quite a few people took advantage of that. And I also think that I can tell that a huge amount of money is waiting to be bet on him in the last few weeks because knowing our customer base like I do, from experience of previous presidential elections and to some extent the Brexit referendum, uh, I'm anticipating we're going to be left with a big liability on Trump. Yeah. Do you know the biggest single bet you had at 150 to 1 on Trump? Uh, I think it was 200 quid, which isn't much, but that guy stands to win about 30 grand right now. That's a pretty good bet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen, what about you uh, in terms of spread betting? Um, do you see, are people betting a lot on this, making spread bets on this? And are people betting on the way the financial system will change depending on the result on November 8th? So even though we're, we're about a month from the US presidential election, that still is quite far out some of our clients. But we have definitely noticed that there's a massive appetite for research on the US election. So we think people are getting ready. I suppose the cleanest way being expressed so far and um, certainly the risk of a Trump win has been the Mexican peso, interestingly enough, because it's viewed if Trump gets in, he's been so disparaging about Mexico and Mexicans in America and obviously, you know, potentially ditching their favourable trade terms with the US. And um, that's really been the cleanest way. I mean, certainly at the moment, things going on in the dollar and certainly in the S&P, they don't seem to be impacted by politics right now. Yes. And I suppose given uh, Trump's love affair with Putin, have you seen any interest in, in betting on a blossoming Russian-American financial relations? We have definitely seen an increase, yes. No, there has not necessarily from our clients. But in the markets more generally, there has been an increase in um, in the Russian ruble. Now, whether or not that's all down to Trump or whether or not that's down to the rise in the oil price, which I don't think Trump has impacted, yeah. we, we have to see. But definitely, yeah, I mean, you know, the Russian ruble was a, was a very badly performing currency last year and has, you know, was ripe probably for a recovery on the back of a better oil price. Um, I, I think that um, Trump's such a crazy guy. I think it's very difficult to place money based on his uh, on on potential policies he may or may not make. Yes, exactly. That's a good point. I mean, he's so unpredictable, isn't he, that it seems odd that anyone would want to punt serious money on this figure who really we don't we don't really nobody really has come up with a very good understanding of what his psychology is vis-a-vis power. Yeah, I mean I, I completely agree with that. I think, you know, we've had two quite unusual events occur this year. You know, firstly it was the it was the leave camp winning the referendum. You know, the markets never really thought that could happen. And in, to some extent I still don't think that they believe that Trump will get in. I think they think that it's going to be a walkover for Hillary. I think I think also because the polls have got it so wrong for the British general election and also for the um 
for the EU referendum. I think there's a real scepticism about polls. So we're in this kind of vacuum, really, until we, we find the result of the eight. Yeah. Matthew, how, how are the polls and the betting markets differing? I guess you'd say the betting markets are a little bit more pro-Trump's chances. So Labrock's odds right now are saying... Trump's got about a 30% chance of winning, uh, and most of the poll-based statistical models have it a more like 80-20 in favour of Clinton, something like that. So the betting market is a bit more sceptical about Clinton's chances, uh, and I think it's partly, um, as Kathleen was saying earlier, it's partly a sort of scepticism about the polls and the experience of people seeing you know, the referendum over here, mm. where most of the commentators, experts, betting markets were saying that Remain was going to win. They didn't, so a few people have got some money to play with. And do you think, I mean, you probably will say yes, but do you think betting markets are a better indicator of an election result than polls? Because, I mean, that certainly was what everybody said before Brexit, and then the bookies got it badly wrong with Brexit. Yeah, sure. I mean, certainly in theory they should be, because polls aren't predicting things. They're just giving us snapshots of opinion, and betting markets should be able to build in every other sort of bit of information, not just polls. They certainly went a bit askew during the referendum, I certainly admit that. But of course, from the bookies' point of view, from Labrock's point of view anyway, we happen to make quite a bit of money on the referendum. We're not that bothered about how accurate a forecast our prices are. We're just trying to make money, which is a slightly different enterprise. How How did you make money on the referendum? Because there were an enormous amount of over optimistic remain uh, money going on in the last few days. So even though most of the bets we took were on leave, most of the very big bets we took were on remain, including on the day. And yeah, there's 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 a lot to be thought about about why the betting markets, particularly in the last 24 hours, got so confident about remain winning. Does Labrook shift its position? I mean, if, if let's say going into the election with your expert analysis, you suddenly think Trump has got a much better chance than uh, you previously thought. Yeah. Do you then shift your position by betting with other companies? No, we don't do that. We just adjust our own prices to reflect that opinion. And if, in fact, on an, an event like this, the US election, our opinion is a very small factor in where our prices are. It's much more just about supply and demand and who's back in which side. Yeah. And Kathleen, I mean, up until the debate, there was certainly seemed to be a lot of momentum behind Trump and a, and a sense that this was really going to be another shocking election like Brexit. That certainly changed. Have, have the markets adapted to the new reality after the debate? I think that, you know, what you did see was a slight increase in the dollar and you saw a, a further increase in the S&P. But I, I think even post the debates, I don't think the debates have been enough to get the markets really really moving i think because it's been such kind of a a crazy election period in the us added to that the election cycle is so long that the markets really aren't reacting to this i think that they're going to react literally the day before or the day of the the day of and, and the result i think that's where you're going to see the big volatility Right now, the markets are focusing on other things, the Federal Reserve, also obviously on, you know, Brexit and the pound. Obviously, the, the US election mm. is very much in the background, but I think that there's just, it's just too difficult to call to make a, a directional bet on the financial markets and actually put your money on something that a lot of people are very uncertain yeah. about right now. And presumably, a Trump win would cause a sort of global shock greater because of the sheer size of the American economy than even Brexit. I, I, I would definitely agree with that. I think you could see a, a massive flight to uh, to the safety of a safe haven. That could be good news for the Japanese yen, probably bad news for stocks. I think people would start moving into the defensive sectors pretty quickly. Seems quite yeah. trigger happy. Although oddly, perhaps good news for Britain in that Trump has said, after Obama said Britain would be at the back of the queue, Trump has certainly said, 
Britain should always be at the front of the queue, and and I'm not sure Hillary Clinton would be the same. Yeah, I mean, I think a win for Hillary is considered a you know a third time for Obama. So I think that's a really good point, and you know maybe we'd we'd see a slight pound bounce. God knows the pound does need a help yeah. helping hand if it is to bounce at the moment. So um, yeah, it would be funny if Trump was the person to do that. You're right. Yeah. And Matthew, if you were going to make a bet on the US election, or perhaps you have made a bet on the US election, what would it be? I mean, I don't really see much value now in Trump or Clinton, but is there a particular bet, a singular bet that you would opt for? I mean, I think there's a slightly better chance of this being a very big win either way, because there's a lot of uncertainty here. There's a lot of undecided, way more undecided voters than there normally are at this stage. Yeah. There's also this big sort of third party vote for Johnson and, and the Green candidate. We don't know whether that's going to stick around. How big is that vote? Because it seems to be polling under 12% now, is he, Johnson? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, he's under 12. Our odds say he'll probably get around 7 or 8%, so you can yeah. bet on that as well. Uh, but given this this kind of very large pool of undecided and third party voters, there is a possibility they could break one way or the other. So I've had a couple of bets on... Well, for instance, I bet Clinton to win Mississippi, which may seem ridiculous. He's 100 to 1 to win that state. Should Mm. be an easy Trump win. For the reasons I gave before, I think there is a small chance that this could really swing one way or the other. What's your thinking there? The growing African-American vote? Well, Mississippi was a state in which Romney got a very, very high percentage of the white vote anyway. Mm. So there's not much room for Trump to improve there. So there is one of those states which looks super unlikely. That could be the one. But you can also bet on the number of electoral college votes either side gets. So... You know, if you think Trump's going to win more than 350 votes or something, there are some big prices around there. And Labricks are doing bets on every single state, but not on the Senate. Is that right? Yeah, we haven't priced up the Senate yet. Maybe we should, because that does look quite tricky to call who's going to get control there. Just from past experience, we know that the vast amount of money that people are interested in placing is just on the presidential race. Yeah. And Kathleen, what would you? What would be your sort of punt if you were advising someone on where to put their money ahead of November 8th? What, what would you say? Yeah, you know, I would expect the markets to be very active, very sensitive as the results come out. So you have to be really careful about where you think the money's going to go. Mm. I think that, you know, essentially, I think if Hillary's going to win, she's going to win, you know, she's got to win Pennsylvania, you know, Iowa, you know, obviously a few others, but they get the big swing state. So I would say that if, you know, if those go to Hillary straight away, then essentially I really don't think it's going to be a massive impact for the market. But if they don't go her way, if they go to Trump or they're too close to call, I would probably say by the end. Again, particularly against the dollar, but you could also do it against, you know, against a number of other currencies. I think the cleanest way is probably to to sell dollar yen, purely because I think there's going to be this panic that not only could Trump get in, but another another outcome that would fright the markets quite a little, quite a bit, is if we end up getting a Bush Gore situation mm. where for two weeks we have this power vacuum, we don't know who's won. That's going to be another bad outcome for financial markets or for risky assets, I should say, which is going to attract flows into safe havens. And is it? I suppose I'll ask this question to Matthew first, and then to you, Kathleen. Is there an extent to which the sheer level of horror at the prospect of Trump in the media? distorts the markets in that you can't actually put an accurate price on Trump because people are so horrified at the possibility of it, a bit like they were for Brexit. Yeah, I think it's quite a good comparison. I think there's, especially for those of us in the UK, I guess the vast majority of people who are interested in politics in the UK are not very sympathetic towards Donald Trump. And sure, if you're having a bet on these things, you've got to try and be as dispassionate as possible and to realise that, well, yeah, I mean, whichever way you look at it, there's somewhere around 40% of people right now saying they're going to vote for Trump. And there's a small possibility that there's a sort of shy Trump factor there as well. There may be some voters who aren't telling the pollsters or aren't being picked up. I wouldn't bet on that myself, but I think a lot of people suspect that that might be what what surprises us. 
Yeah. And Kathleen, is that where you think think the value is? I mean, there's so much prejudice against the possibility of a Trump win just because people don't want it so much in the media and so on, that that is actually where the value lies. I've, I've, on balance, yes. But I think there's a hell of a lot of prejudice and, and distrust around Clinton as well. Mm. Um, you know, I think she's portrayed in some ways equally as badly as, as, as Trump is, just, you know, I suppose in different newspapers, let's say. Um, I yeah. would argue that probably a Trump win is where the best value is. However, if we do get a Clinton win, I think you're going to see that Mexican peso really soar. So <laughs> do watch some of the emerging markets. Don't just look at the majors, um, is what we, would, we, will be, we will be telling our clients, because it's such an unknown at this stage. I think the trouble for people like myself is that the polls have let us down so much that we're unwilling to quote them, to trust them, to you know, share them with our clients in any way, and certainly not to tell our clients to put money based on the back of them. Yeah. Well, I like the tip, make, make Mexico great again. That's an interesting find financial tip for all you spectator listeners out there yeah 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 exactly that could be clinton's uh, yeah first job in office probably yeah. well of course he's even taken office just at a point kathleen was making actually the polls during the primaries over in the u.s were actually pretty good and that's actually much more difficult to poll than the presidential elections and the last two presidential elections the polling's been excellent as well yes trump i mean trump always had a poll advantage that that never lied did it yeah so i mean if you did think if you bought into this theory that there were a lot of shy trump voters well it certainly didn't happen during the primaries where you might expect to do something like that he pretty much did as the polls suggested he would do on average yeah which is one of the reasons i'm a bit skeptical of that now my theory is that americans don't actually lie to pollsters and brits do i i think that's a really good point actually that to make the differentiation between us and uk poll uk polls however i think here in the uk we've been burned so much that we're like just expect the unexpected because <laughs> you never know well and, i mean i suppose in america the theory uh, the pro-trump theory or the, the the way that trump might win theory is that it's not that people are lying to polls it's just that the polls are not polling the right people particularly poor white yeah sure i mean part of the problem with the brexit polling although the brexit polling wasn't too bad they weren't far away was that there were a certain amount of typically low turnout voters yeah people who generally didn't vote who are weighted down by pollsters when they give their answers and more of those turned up on june the 23rd than were expected and perhaps something similar could happen in the u.s yeah and i think um, black voters turn out quite heavily in america and they're, they're expected to be a very pro clinton group but there's a worry that they will not turn out in the same numbers that they did for Obama. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, there are quite a few swing states where the number of African-American voters who turn up could make a big difference. Yeah, yeah. I guess some of the impact of that, though, could or that could be impacted by how well Obama does on, on Hillary's campaign trail or whether yeah. he, uh, you know, is just like, I've done my eight years, I'm kind of done now, I'm, I'm going to go back to the golf course. Well, I suppose uh, the whole of the of liberal media will be hoping that they can get Barack Obama off the golf course in the next few weeks. Thanks very much, guys. That's all we've got time for. And just a reminder to everyone listening that you can subscribe to us on iTunes anytime. Please tune in again. Thanks very much for listening. Mm-hmm.